Welcome back into another edition of our Leadership Podcast here. It's uh, presented by our friends at the Neely School of Business, the executive programs at the Neely School of Business, online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. I'm Brian Estridge, and for the next 20 or so minutes, uh, we're going to visit with a friend of ours who has been a good friend to TCU Athletics over the years, uh, obviously a TCU alum. Uh, who takes great pride in this university. His name is Ricky Stewart with Chicken Express. Ricky, how you doing, man? I'm doing great this morning. I'm glad you uh, carved out some time for us because this series on leadership has kind of taken different turns. Uh, we've talked to Coach Patterson and Coach Dixon and Coach Peebly and, and Coach Bell, and, they, and they've all brought a different dynamic uh, as far as leadership is concerned, we visited with Eddie Clark, uh, who's on the board of trustees and with uh, Professional Turf Products, and, and and we talked about uh, strategic thinking. Sure. Uh, we, we've talked about adaptive leadership, but we thought we would bring you in, Ricky, to talk about another dynamic that is totally different, and that is the dynamic of the family-run business. Yep. Um, and that is safe to say about Chicken Express, isn't it? It is a family-run operation. It is very, very safe to say. Give us some, give us as we start here a little background, a little history on the life of Chicken Express and what what it, what it came from and where it is today. Well, my my dad uh, started Chicken Express in 1988. He uh, was a franchisee of Golden Fried Chicken when I was young which is spun off to be Golden Chick now. Everybody knows it. But uh, Howard Walker started Golden Fried Chicken, and my dad got to know him when I was uh, two years old or younger when I was born, living in Austin. And he decided he was going to get in the business as well. And we up and moved to Stephenville, Texas when I was two, and dad started his first Golden Fried. And then from there, Moved to Graham for store two, and then to, later to Mineral Wells for store three, and then stayed in Mineral Wells uh, and added four more stores. And uh, Mineral Wells was home, and so we 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 did that up until Howard sold out. Mm-hmm. And when Mr. Walker sold out, my dad did the same. And uh, after his non-compete and sitting around kind of piddling for a few years at different things, he decided he'd get back in and do the exact same thing, just be the franchisor. And Chicken Express was born, and Never looked back. Was was Mineral Wells location one? It was not, but okay. Benbrook was number one. Okay. Yeah, we lived in Mineral Wells, but uh, couldn't find the right little spot to do one, and Benbrook had a uh, building come available that Dad fell in love with, and it's actually the same building that we've been in ever since. Really? Well, yeah, fresh new remodel this last year, thank goodness, and and uh, it's had a couple over the 30-year life, but uh, it's still there. So what did the growth pattern look like? You, you, you build the first one. He starts the first one. When did number two come along? I mean, did, did, it, did it take a while for number two? You know, I can't remember the dates offhand. Obviously, I was in, I sure. was, uh, let's say, 14. <laughs> right. So, you know, sowing my oats and mineral wells <laughs> running around like crazy. And uh, I, I worked in the store when yeah. we finally did mineral wells. Uh, mineral wells in Granbury and a few others were the first few. Yeah. Um, and so, but I would say that by the time I graduated high school in 92, we had, oh, I would say somewhere between 15 and 20 maybe. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of all spread out. And then when I got to TCU, I had full intentions of doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was glad my my parents were were uh, restaurant guys and, and knew the fried chicken business, but I was set to, you know, tackle the world and do my own deal. Right. And, uh, you know, after being at TCU for a few years, stores kept growing, and, and I watched a lot of friends and fraternity brothers kind of 
struggle to find mm-hmm. their way and what they were going to do in life, I thought to myself, well, maybe selling fried chicken's not so bad. <laughs> and so have you exp- has it experienced more rapid growth, though, of, in recent years? Correct, yes. That's, yeah. that's what it feels like. Yes. we. Uh, I want to say we've been averaging, you know, 12 to 16 stores for the last 10 years, okay. probably. Uh, that's a good number for us. We can manage it, handle it. Because, uh, you know, just like we're talking about, it is strictly a mom-and-pop business. It's so, just us. so how many stores now? We're close to 250. Wow. Yes, sir. How many states? Uh, four main states now. We're, you know, Texas heavily, Oklahoma's sure. number two, Arkansas, and a few in Louisiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so was there a decision one day? Did you guys go, you know what, okay, we've, we, we've had this nice sort of small to medium-sized chain. It's, it's time to up the ante. Was that? Do you remember a day in time when that occurred? You know, not so much that we. You know, we we pride ourselves in in great franchisees yeah. that, that's helped us grow. And if, if it wasn't for them, obviously it, we wouldn't be where we are. We, right. We've got a great nucleus of of those guys. Some of, some original. Some have been with us. You know, since my dad worked for my dad. You know, in high school. Yeah. And uh, now they own their own stores, and they've been doing it for so long that. They've kind of grown. They've, you know, they we've just grown internally, mm-hmm. mainly with them, and that's the way it still is. I would say if we add uh, twelve to fifteen stores a year, we're ninety percent of those are existing guys. Add more stores. Gotcha. Mm. So is there a is there a long term plan? I mean, does it, do, do you say to yourselves, "Hey, we're going to max out at three hundred, or do you continue to try to move the move the ball down the field? Well, I remember saying that at one hundred, and I remember saying that at two hundred. So yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I, we we talk about it. Uh, you know, obviously, mom and dad probably didn't know for sure if I was going to stay in the business right. way back when. And now that I have, I think they're they're getting more and more comfortable with me. But yeah. I, I, that's the one thing that I I have learned and read and and studied the most when the family dynamic is the 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 call it the matriarch, the one that starts the right. the business. It's it's really hard for those to let go sure. and to quit working and to do anything. So mom and dad are still you know 100 percent active in it and work every day and. I don't. I don't see that changing. But but when I talk to other folks mm-hmm. uh, about Chicken Express and the conversations, the few that we have had about it, I get the sense though that that there has been an influence from you uh, in the direction of it right now. Yeah, I, I, yes. I mean, we've still never changed the way Mom and Dad have, has started it. We right. still cook the chicken the same. We still marinate it the same. Everything's the same as far as that. The technology piece yes. of it has changed, and that's just industry standard. And right. you know, it's a lot easier. For me to tackle, even though my my sixteen year old can probably tackle it easier than I can now, <laughs> right, but right. but I can see why some of that stuff's you know way out in left field to my parents. Right. Um, so some of that is has you know definitely been an influence in the business and the growth and mm-hmm. just managing the pieces of it. Uh, we just have, you know we're doing things and selling more chicken than we ever thought imaginable, mm-hmm. and so it's it's different than how they started out and the way you operate day to day has had to change with that when you when you add that number of franchisees as mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, with that also comes employees on your watch sure uh, but you're, because you're having to provide services and uh, for for those franchisees mm-hmm. um, that part of the business the employee side of it in a family run organization how hard is it for you as you step in as a member of the leadership team f- to make sure that you are one self-aware but also that others are aware of your credibility how hard was that at the beginning uh, very hard at the beginning and, yeah. I, and I, I say that for any business I don't think 
20 uh, year olds are sure. going to get much credit, you yeah. know, or, or, or it's nobody's going to listen to them that much. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I, I, from what I thought I knew then compared to what I knew in the 30s, compared to what I'm still learning today, right. it's a uh, slight years difference. And so that got, just comes with age, no mm-hmm. matter what the profession is, what the business is, anything. I, you know, at 20 something, you think you know it all, but you realize you don't. And, yeah. and at 30 something, you're still figuring it out. And, and I'm still, you know, still doing that. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's come and, and my parents have, when they give a an inch, I try to take a half an inch and, yeah. and, and go with it because I still know that they, they're the boss and, and they run it. But uh, I try to help out when I can and and go from there. But from an employee's perspective, are they, they now know that you're part sure. of a leadership team. Sure. That it's, it's, it's not hey, he's in place because he's family. Mm-hmm. He's in place because he knows what he's doing. Right. And and the, and the employee part is, is a little different with us just because of the mom and pop type situation we mm-hmm. have. We literally have two part-time or, you know, full-time ladies that help my mom in the office, mm-hmm. in the corporate office, and and that's it. Yeah. It's still run by my wow. mom and, and dad and I still go out with the franchises and, uh, and, you know, and help find new locations and do all that. And so there is no real corporate overhead. Yeah. The uh, the distribution company, which we tackled 10 years ago, is a different side of the business. Um, goes hand in hand, but it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And it and it has employees. It has more structure than the Chicken Express part, uh, which is which is kind of where I've had to learn that role more more so. Like you're saying, yeah. uh, Dad definitely goes in and and they all listen, and I have to kind of just you know go alongside. And sure. if we do butt heads, which we do. We, uh, you know, we, we try to discuss it in a, in a orderly fashion and yeah. with the fran- I mean, with the employees there and, and go, but that part of the business was totally new to us. So we're still very much learning that and, and figuring out the headaches and, and trials of, of that business. Um, and a lot of the employees we have there came from it. Mm-hmm. And so they know more than we do and it's good to still bounce everything off of them yeah. because they've been doing it for 30, 40 years plus, and we're, we're still figuring out, and that and that gives them ownership is maybe the wrong word, but it does give them a little skin in the game. Sure, too, though, right? Sure, yeah, which yeah. is important. To have. And I listen to them a lot. Yeah, you know, dad, dad can uh, you know throw his weight around a little bit more sure. because he is the the guy that started it, and and it, you know his fault is only because he cares so much. Yeah, you know that is his true deal is that. He he cares about you know this table leaning a little bit right. instead of you know and he his his minute de- his details are are amazing to watch when we go to a new store mm-hmm. or to a you know delivery deal anything we're doing you know why this uh, package wasn't wrapped right and mm-hmm. why it fell over in the truck to why is this table leaning you know when we're, yeah. when a customer's e- eating there wow. is is amazing That's, right when I'm trying to look at the big picture yeah. and, and learn more he's he is he's focused in he's the detail guy correct yeah. Ricky Stewart's with us right now with Chicken Express and notice by the way as I've introduced Ricky twice I, I, I have not introduced him with a title. Because you don't have one, you said. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. Yeah, you know, it's not my first question. It's the first. Uh, it's not the first time that somebody's asked. Right. But you know, it's kind of like business cards. I don't. I, I haven't had those in about fifteen or twenty years either. Yeah. I, I'll give my cell phone and my email, and if you once you have it, that's how you get in touch with sure. me. But uh, I don't know in a family business. I mean, we we tease all the time that dad's president, even though we know mom is, <laughs> and uh, you know, we go from there. I'm just the son. Yeah, that's it. It says son underneath. <laughs> yeah, it, right? son. I'm the son of those. <laughs> all right, let's let's dive into. Because you have come back to this multiple times in our little conversation so far, and that is mom and dad and and the fact that they started it and it's still run the same. 
there are, I'm sure, a clear set of values that all good businesses have, Mm -hmm. that family businesses especially have, Mm -hmm. that your parents have laid out from day one. Are those still followed to this day, the values that you began the company with? For sure. Yeah, yeah especially in my stores that I own and operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we obviously lay that blueprint out for the franchisees, and, and I would say the majority of them follow it, yeah. especially the ones that have been around forever. They learned it from mom and dad as well. But, yeah, they're, you know, it's just the, the taking care of the customer, period. It doesn't matter if like Eddie and you're mm-hmm. and you're selling lawn equipment or if you're like us and you're selling fried chicken it's you know the customer's always right mm-hmm. you know take care of them and and treat them like their family and and uh, you, you go from there it's it's pretty simple it, it's interesting when you do that too because in your business in uh, we'll use mineral wells as an example the the restaurant kind of becomes a part of the community it's a, it's a it's a part of people's lives. I know Mineral Wells is that way with that one, right? Correct. I mean, Friday yeah. night football games, and I mean, it is the center point of the city for a lot. Of it folks. is, and that's the that's the easiest way to to describe it. And it's and it's generational now. Yeah. We're we're going on third generation of Chicken Express lovers out there, right? And and we've tried to be that staple for everybody forever, and and do as much as we can for the community, and and that's the same. We we stress upon all of them in every town, whether it's Mineral Wells or you know, uh, Odessa, it doesn't matter. It's the same same values are there and the same way to, to get involved and to be a part of the community and, and to give them the good product that we've been doing for over 30 years. That's, that's got to um, that's got to make you proud. It does. I mean, because sure. I, 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 I could see part of you saying, listen, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a chicken. I'm just selling chicken. Mm-hmm. But when people come to you and say, hey, man, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the town or, or thank you what you guys did for our PTA meeting or I mean, does do those still register with you? Hundred percent, and and when they really register, when I know that some of our guys that own stores out there, our franchisees, are doing that yeah. and involved. When I hear it about the uh, you know the guys in Lubbock or the guys in in Bryan College Station anywhere, right? And I hear what they're doing for the community, and man, Chicken Express did this, and I know that I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it was hundred percent on their shoulders, and they took care of it, and that's the kind of reputation they have. That means it worked, yeah, and, you, and they figured it, right. it out, and they, or they're doing it right, and it, it's just not that hard if, yeah. you'll, if you'll do that. Let's talk about the uh, decision-making process in a family business. Uh, you talked about the matriarch, mom, who's still in charge, mm-hmm. and, and your dad, obviously, who's the detail guy. When a tough decision has to be made, is it the three of you together? I mean, it, it, is that how the process works, or how, how, how does it work in a family business? It depends on the, on the problem. Right. Um, Mom has been the brains in the books forever on it. So if it's a, uh, a tax-related question or a, or a paperwork question, mm-hmm. Dad's usually out. He, yeah. He's yeah. like, ah, that's not my game. Right. You, you and Mom figure that out and see what we need to do. Yeah. Um, when it comes to you know, putting in stores or selecting a town, Dad and I are more involved in that. I guess I'm involved in both sides equally. Right. But but it just depends on the where we're going to do it and who who's going to operate it and things like that. It's more Dad and myself. And if it's more the meeting with the attorney yearly about mm-hmm. stuff or any of the the the, the so-called boring stuff. Dad's yeah. out. He, 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 he yeah. punts that deal and he runs <laughs> and he's like, "Y'all y'all handle it. Let me know what one. we need to do." No, it, this would never happen with Chicken Express. But let, uh, here's a, f- a hypothetical: If you had a bad franchisee. Uh, that you needed to make a move on. Mm-hmm. How would that work? Would, would all three be involved in that process? Yes, typically. And, you know, we that's the one thing that 
that we pride ourselves on is we've never really had to yeah. to put our foot down. Most most deal most happen uh, on their own. You know, most of them are realized that it's not for them or they need to be doing other things. And so there's a you know long list of guys that are trying to, to acquire stores. And so you know a phone call or two is made, and it usually happens on its own. Right. You know, there's not a there's never been a place for a time when we just need to come in and and lock them out and say we're taking it from sure. you. They usually uh, stub their own toe and yeah. you know and you go find from a there. way to make it yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. As a family business, do you ha- do you see yourself having to go the extra mile in making sure that others get the credit instead of just the family? Meaning, like you, we we talked earlier about a franchisee mm-hmm. uh, who did something in a community that uh, you you said, hey, I didn't have anything to do with, but they thanked me. Sure. Do you do you find yourself going out of your way to say, listen, hey? Because they may not know the face of the, they know you as the face of the franchise, if you will. They don't know that the franchisee is actually behind that. Right. Uh, yeah, I I think so. I think yeah. the guys that are doing it right, though, they know them in their community. Good. And I may just get the, you know, the the extra pat on the back sure. or the extra. Well, you know, our guy here, he, you know, he took great care of us, and you know, we just love him, and right. we always use, you know, him and him and his wife are big pillars of the community and whatnot, and so that that's an extra just pat on the back I may get. Just because when they find me or meet me or know yeah. me, but I, I know at the end of the day, if they're if they're already doing that in their community, they know them well. Yeah. So you you talked earlier about the the dynamic in the office, just a, a couple of full timers in the office. Mm-hmm. So when you look at full time employees for Chicken Express, how many are there? Uh, two. Really. <laughs> two plus the family. Two plus the family. Really. Yes. So that so that does that makes it easier to manage. That, that's amazing to have that many stores, mm-hmm. that big of an operation. Well, that's a testament to them, my parents and myself staying so active. In yeah. It. You know, it, uh, it it is amazing. I don't, I don't think people realize it a lot of times. And I mean, you've got to have other people in the business who come up to you and go, how <laughs> in the world Yeah, are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And we see it. We see the opposite with a lot of places out there that have, you know, an office building somewhere with 50 employees. Sure. and. And I don't know what they're all doing, yeah. you know, because we, we find ourselves, we have plenty of time. I mean, you still answer the, the issues and you still have the problems day to day that go in and out, but they're all going to lead up to us. Mm-hmm. So what do we need, you know, a whole lot of people deflecting it for, yeah. I mean, especially my parents. I mean, they are, they are the, they want to still know all the complaints. Right. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know? Do they, um, Sometimes in family businesses, it, it seems like there can be some ambiguity. That, that you know, there's not a clear direction. You know, maybe everyone just assumes. Mm-hmm. You know, do they still sort of set the tone though, and or or do you guys do that as a group? Kind of set the tone. Here's where we're headed. Here's what we want to get accomplished. Here's our timeline. Is it that specific? I think so. I I, I also think that we've just had a comfort level for the last five to ten years of our growth. Yeah. And where we're headed, and it's just kind of you know, run on its own. We right. haven't tried to do anything outside of the norm for quite a while now and, and grow, you know, very, very smooth mm-hmm. at, a, at a small pace. If We've never wanted to turn that switch on and say, okay, let's try to figure out a way to add 50 stores in the next two years because that would, that would require a, a lot more than what we probably could, could offer. We would probably need some people to really help us in that. Yeah. Um, so we, we've just kind of kept things status quo and his stores come available, like I said, with with ninety percent of them being franchise existing guys, it's pretty easy. Those you don't have to hold their hand as much uh, when they already know what they're doing. What is that dynamic like? The difference between a franchisee and an employee. 
because they don't work for you. Correct. But they have your name. Correct. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've never really th- sat there and looked at the difference, but, yeah. but it's quite a big difference. It, uh, you know, that the franchisees that I talk to on a daily basis. I mean, a lot of them is simple text messages or whatever mm-hmm. of what's going on and how are things. We, I do that quite a bit with, you know, 25 to 30 of them. Yeah. My dad has his old, his, the ones that originally started with him that still call him. And that, that's a different, that, that's probably the different structure that, that is the craziest right. is that I've got my guys, all the, a lot of the no, newer, younger guys in, yeah. the, in the business and my dad's got his and somewhere in the middle we meet. But, but yeah, what I obviously visit with, with them is uh, different than what I would visit with with my employees and and how they do it. it mm-hmm. They're both the same. They're both equal. I need them both the same. Yeah. It's just uh, two different two different elements. I mean, we don't have a lot of employees at Chicken Express, so I don't I don't do you know do the same with them as I would you know with at, let's call it at one of my stores that sure. I own and operate. Right. One of my stores I own and operate. Well, I'm back to you know, two or three key management people, two mm-hmm. or three key cooks, and then the rest are your typical high school kids, and that's a revolving door. And yeah. you know, we try to get the best we can out there, but it uh, it's changed. I mean, if I could go, that's the one thing that's hard about growing in a business or growing in a in in life is I'm not near as hands on as I used to mm-hmm. be at the store level, right? And so that's frustrating. I, I wish I could still be in there 40 hours a week. I wish I could still go to all the openings and work three weeks. Yeah, but I can't. I'm, I'm needed elsewhere, and so it's frustrating in my own head that that I'm not as hands on. So I have to rely on the key people that I that I have, and that's 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 important. And as specific as you can get, can you recall a time when you convinced your parents of a decision and what that was like and how it played out. And maybe you had to convince them. Maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't aligned with you. Yeah. I mean, one of the big ones obviously was, and people that know Chicken Express and for a long time, remember the days of our employees walking out and waiting on you yes. at the car. Yes. And, uh, oh, I remember that yeah. quite well. I mean, people used to just, yeah. they were like, That's a, I always thought the sign was broken. Right, right. They were right. like, well, is yeah. the sign broken? Well, no. no, this is just what we do. Yeah. And our employee would walk out, take the order, walk right. back in, fill it, to do the money, the whole yeah. nine yards, everything. And deliver it, yes. And deliver it. Yeah. And Can we, I tell you, I kind of liked that. I know. Everybody did. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, we, and it's the one thing we probably missed the most. Yeah. But it did slow it down. It and did. it did have a lot of hands in the till. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, not everybody's as honest as you think they are. Oh, and I so, you know, so you have, and there was no true accountability. There was no way of knowing, well, this was so-and-so that was, you know, slipping five here. Right. You just never knew. And so many people were, it really wasn't as much. In the stores that we owned and operated, I can vouch for those, not the franchisees, but we had great employees. We've always had great yeah. employees, and we trusted them, and we still do, and everything's – I never really thought the worst of them in the taking cash. Right. But hooking their friends up was – Sure. The, that was the thing, yeah. and that's when we really started noticing was when a person would pull up to the window or pull up to the sign, and somebody would walk out, and they would go, oh, can, can Brian wait on me? Right. Well, why do you need Brian to right. wait on you? Exactly. Wait a minute. What's, <laughs> what's going on He's here? He's got the okra. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. And so, was. you know, the order of three poppers turned yes. into nine yes. and six yes. packets of ranch, and all of a sudden food costs was <laughs> right. through the roof. And you're like, okay, I get it. And Brian, <laughs> in his defense, was, you know, he was ringing them up like a number one, just like he's yeah, supposed to. Yeah. He wasn't taking cash, but, boy, he was hooking them up. And, you know. So did you convince your folks that, hey, we need to change this system? Yeah, I did. It was, you know, obviously that was – 
more technology driven, so they were not, you know, 100% behind right. doing anything like that. That's the way they've been doing it for years yeah. and knew how to do it. So I was the first store to really come in and, and try a, a true POS system yes. that, that had everything accountable. And all of a sudden, we went from an employee doing everything to an employee being in a station right. and filling it and, you know, filling their order or taking the order or whatever. And so it changed they changed that, and now I know all the franchisees that have whichever system they're on, they yeah. they can't imagine going back. The old guys can't imagine going back to the way it was. <laughs> did, did you see your food costs go down? or mm-hmm. I mean, did you could you track it almost? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, wow. And the, I always tease and talk about the, the one thing that, that you could notice the most was we used to have, the old stores had what we called a jalapeno tree on the front counter. Yeah. And it was just this tree that yeah. hung all the jalapenos on that we would bag up. Right. And I could say... For sure, for me, and I'm sure all my employees, when a, when a customer would get their plate and be standing there and they go, oh, throw a jalapeno on there, nine times out of ten, you'd already rung them up. Yeah. And so you're just like, I'll take it. You right. know, no big deal. Right. And I remember the first year, after the first full calendar <laughs> year of having a POS system in my store, I looked, and on my 25-cent jalapenos, I did like $1,600, you know, in, in jalapenos for the year or something right. crazy. And I was thinking those never would have gotten wrong. That's I mean, 1600 bucks yeah, you would have. Never would have received. <laughs> yes. Because we just did. We just hooked yeah. them up. And so, you know, and, and it's a fine line, right? I mean, we wanted to take care of the customer, and it right. was always a, a, a good old boy deal to, to give them the, the jalapeno. And now we had to charge them, but it just it wasn't going to get in the box if it wasn't rung up now in the new system. So in this new system, has there come a time where your mom and dad have ever said to you, you were right? I don't know if it's ever come to that as much yeah. as just, you know, this is just the way it is. Yeah. And so we're we're glad we got there. Yeah. So did they necessarily go to a kicking and screaming or just say, well, let's try and see? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, it was more just, all right, Ricky's going to try it in his store. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let him be the We'll let him fail. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll, figure it out. Yeah, and then we'll go, we told you so. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I, you know, obviously they're, they, they know that it was the right thing to do. And it was just hard to, it's hard to make some sure. big changes like sure. that. I mean, that's the good thing about the rest of the business is a lot of those things haven't changed. We still cook it and fry it and everything the same. So none of that's changed. I don't see that happening. We've added items here right. and there and things like that, but it's been a, those have been, you know, between us all. The, uh, I wonder if it was harder on the franchisees or the customer when you made that change, because we were so used to them coming out to you us. Were. Yeah, it was hard. I remember at some of the stores, especially Weatherford, where I'm, where I'm uh, at and live and yeah. have the store, we had so many people that were, you know, would just fly right by the the sign. Yes. If they were the first car or second sure. car, they just knew that somebody would pop out. So, and so we, we almost had to put a big, you know, sign out to stop. You <laughs> know, stop, stop here. You yeah. got to order. And so I, I, I'm trying to think back. That was 15, 18 years ago. So it, it's been a while. But, yeah, that was a that was a, a customer probably, you know, had the biggest change yeah. in the whole deal than the than the franchisee or the, or the employees even. We were we were pretty easy. We knew how to fill the boxes and right. everything. So you could do that. It, yeah. <laughs> it's our leadership podcast. It's uh, brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business here at TCU and the executive programs there. Neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. Ricky Stewart from Chicken Express is with us. Ricky, two, two final questions here. What is the, and by the way, we've been talking about the di- dynamics of a family run business like Chicken Express. What is the best thing? about it being family run the best thing is it's well start it's all i know so mm-hmm. i grew up learning it and grew up around it uh, so i've watched every little detail they've that they've done for years and it's in my blood you might want to call it kind of like tcu but mm-hmm. 
it just uh, it, it's it's the best in the fact that it's they are family. We can uh, you know go over it all together at, at whatever time. You know, it's not uh, I'm not treading on employees' turf mm-hmm. or or anything like that. If I have to go over a lot of stuff, it's simply a go, go by and see them, or we visit, or we call, and and everything is is basically going through us, and we all think the think alike that we want it to be for the better you know of chicken express period and and uh that's can you ever not talk shop when you're together though no that's the hardest part that's what i was going to say it's okay. probably an easier question of what's yeah. the worst part about it right. is and that and and i know mom could attest to this more than even dad and i is that it it's hard to separate family and work yeah. even on even at thanksgiving lunch you're you know we start talking about what what we're doing at chicken express right. the next day and so that's been the hardest part that i've grown up seeing and that i've also learned from and so my parents that's they're they're 100% and that's never going to change i can see how it, it will help me change have my, you tried have you yeah tried, oh yeah. for sure my mom i remember when i was growing up you know when i was doing my homework or happened to read a book mm-hmm. or whatever i would do that in her home office where she was doing all the books and doing all sure. the chicken express stuff and that was just part of it when i first uh, got married and and had a house I would office at the house just like she would, mm-hmm. and I found myself up there in the wee hours of the night because it was so easy to be at home and mm-hmm. work. So I eventually kicked all that out, said no more home office. I'm going to have an office, which is what we've never had. I mean, yeah. the Chicken Express corporate office is still built into my parents' house. right? And so they've never been able to separate it, and I did. And, you know, it's been great. I, when I come home, yes, I've got my – my phone or my or my iPad where I can do stuff. Yeah. But I, I I have no paperwork and I if I really need something I'm gonna have to wait till I get to the office. Good for you. And so that part has helped. And but I I, I grew up seeing the difference and realized okay this is a this is something I need to do. So you you decided that on your own. Yep. That wasn't Carrie helping you. I'm sure she had something to do with it. <laughs> I'm sure she had something to do with it. As Trey was getting older and yeah. I would, like I said it would just it, it it was I would gravitate toward the office. Yeah. At nine at night after he would go to sleep or something yeah. and then. All of a sudden, I'd be up there till one, right. and Carrie's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, oh, "I just can't stop." You yeah. know, I'm, I'm right in the middle of stuff, and so it was a hard adjustment, but the best I've ever had. Do you uh, do you expect Trey, your son, to follow you? You know, who knows? He's yeah. uh, he's just 16 now, and you know, thinks he wants to tackle the world with everything sure. too. Uh, I, I don't know; it's a hard read, but I don't push him. Just like with anything, I'm right. kind of letting him. Would you be okay with it though? Sure, yeah. sure. I, it would definitely be harder. Um, as we've grown, it was yeah. easy for me in high school to to work the stores and learn it because we didn't have very many. We were kind of all learning together at the same pace and same time. And so, for him to step in is going to be a it's it'll be a different deal. I you know I definitely want him to go to school and sure go figure out. So what have he, you have you allowed yourself to kind of think through that a little bit? I have. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a probably way too forward of a thinker. And and some some might say mm-hmm. I think way down the road all the time of what it's going to look like and how are things going to be and so I, you know yeah I've I've thought it through and we'll just see yeah. I, I I mean hope so but uh, two two very important questions Dan uh, those are the hard ones these are these are not as hard what do you order when you're at the drive through at Chicken Express I'm still a chicken on the bone guy yeah yeah if you know if I say that and if I'm Driving down the road, I, I like to – so it goes back. It's funny. I, my dad and I are two separate deals when yeah. we go check on the store. Let's say we're driving through a store and we want to see it, and I'm by myself and dad's by himself. Yeah. He will 
just immediately walk in the back. Nobody, you know, employees don't know who he is unless it's a manager that's been sure. there forever. But they'll just stare at him like, who's this crazy guy? What is he doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's back there picking things apart and figuring out what they're doing wrong and right. all that. I will go in, order a snack pack, sit down at, at a table and, and just observe for just 20, watch. 30 minutes and sit there and watch. And then if if I see something worth let the owners know, I usually call them or send mm-hmm. them a text and say, hey, here's what I saw, you know. But uh, good, bad, or indifferent. And and so I've I've just noticed the two deals because I always tease as soon as Dad, you know, uh, he would I always tease that he'd be the worst at the right. uh, what's the show where they the undercover boss. Oh yeah, undercover he boss. Would, he would be <laughs> he, he would well, half of an episode and he would he would he would ruin his cover. Whereas you could go for weeks. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they would ruin his know. cover and he would be gone. But I would I just like to sit there and watch because <clears throat> excuse me. I think that every time I watch when I'm with him and he goes back there, as soon as I see him all whispering, like, oh, that's the owner. Right. You know, and then it's without fail, two of them grab a rag, start wiping things down. Everybody right. starts working a little harder. Yes. I go, see, you're, you've, you've caused them to do that. If you would have just sat and watched, you would have seen that none of them were going to do <laughs> they that. They weren't going to do you that. Know? <laughs> you could have caught them in the act a lot easier. I love it. All right. Now here's the other thing. What, what is it about the tea that makes it so good? It's just so fresh. You know, we, we sell so much of it that it, it, it just goes, it flies off the shelf. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, a good store is going through hundreds of gallons a day. Really? And so think about it. You're brewing tea. It's just constant. in and out. It's constant. We're, it, it works. It works. It's, it's, it's been a great, <laughs> if the one thing that I always hear is when people, when people introduce me, that's chicken express. Oh, I love your tea. I'm like, <laughs> well, the well, chicken's good, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. It's yeah, but it's your, tea. it's your tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's love. what, that's what makes me go there every day. That's, that's right. right. The, the tea. tea, the cup and the ice. That's that, right. that helps. It all works. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and the good size straws too. Yeah, the good size straws. That makes straws. a big difference. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to yeah, go no. to paper straws anytime yeah. soon around here. Yeah. I don't you think. don't have to put one in <laughs> California to do that. Ricky Stewart, thank you. Hey, thanks, Brian. This has been fun. Yeah, Ricky sure. Stewart with Chicken Express joining us here on our Leadership Podcast. Uh, brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business and their executive programs, neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA, in conjunction with Horn Frog Sports Properties with Learfield IMG College. I'm Brian Estridge. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast.